a Podcast One production. Hi, I'm Nat Kringudis. And I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Welcome to The Wellness Collective, a podcast where we invite you to be part of our wellness community to share, learn and live better. You're Nat Kringudis. I'm Cecilia Ramsdale. Are you sure? We're here to make some pod. We're going to just talk about how to make life a bit Simpler, better, oh. easier. Yep. Some hacks, like mm-hmm. I'm calling it Hackalicious. <laughs> <laughs> the Hackalicious episode. The pod of hack. Question <laughs> When you had your children, mm-hmm. did you ever find yourself a part of some online community? No, I, no. Okay, so I have the confession av- that I avoided hung that. out on a. So I know that maybe people have heard the story. I went into early labor. With Livy at 30 weeks, and I was on bed rest for seven weeks. Oh, yeah. Well, you did have a fair bit of time right? when you. <laughs> I was not used to having this type of downtime in my life. I am not the person that is good with downtime. So I was couch confined. Yeah. And I found myself on a forum that I very quickly immersed myself into the point where I actually somehow talked to the. Became the principal. The, what do you call them? <laughs> the admin, administrators, whatever they are, to giving me my own section. <laughs> <laughs> it was all about women's health and Chinese medicine and it was a big forum. It was a big, big global forum. Point is that it was became this community that actually, I mean, none of us had ever actually met before really, um, but it became part of my life for the first couple of years of my children. And I had this, It's, it's look, you're looking at me like I'm, I'm strange. No, I'm not. But I just think it it's, doesn't surprise it's me interesting whatsoever. concept because... Well, all of a sudden, your life's changed. You've got, and you, you're kind of looking towards or for support in various ways, and that was definitely where I found support. Which I'm just leads me to wondering what the hack was. That's all. There's I'm no confused. hack with this. Okay, right. It leads it's a me, let's, idea. let's let our guest <laughs> introduce herself, and then I can say why I'm talking about this. Well, my name is Olivia. Olivia uh, White. Yes. And I have an Instagram and blog called House of White. So. When I was looking on your website, Mm -hmm. the reason I just told that story is because I saw that that was sort of how you came immersed in this world, this online world, was that you had kids and you were looking for community and ideas, I guess, and support and you tell yeah, me. I don't absolutely. Know, I'm in your mouth. Well, no, it's funny that you actually mention, um, I guess, like all those sort of like forums, like parenting forums, because that's mm. where I started, you know, when I was pregnant and I was quite young. So I had no other friends with babies. I didn't really know what was going on. And when you do kind of start to, I guess, delve into the internet to kind of find some guidance, that's what you find. You find um, like the babyology forums or the, you know, Kidspot forums, like all these, you know, big parenting websites where there's just like a whole bunch of women from around the globe (laughs) who also have no idea what they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, it's a common theme, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And I I think that um, for me, you know, uh, how old's my daughter now? Six. She turns six next week. Um, That that whole in- rise of Instagram that was sort of happening at the time. And um, so I guess for me, it was a, a timing thing. You know, I was on there and I was sharing and then it was just this, oh, okay, like there's other people. And then, yeah, before you know it, it just becomes So you really rode huge... that wave. Yeah, rode that, that wave. Rode the Insta wave. Well, because you didn't know, like you didn't, you just sort of start sharing and then... Yeah. Absolutely. So this, I mean, the House of White has really become your identity. Yes. Before that. It's always really what? annoying when you like start something and you come up with a name and you're like, yeah, and, and then you're like I'm yeah. stuck with it. I mean, I guess it's okay because it is our last name, but I do 
sometimes get awkward questions from people that live in America about my name. <laughs> so How funny. You're like, um, it's my last name. Like, oh, okay. Yep. Okay. That's hilarious. To me, yes. it sounds like a homeware store. Yeah, exactly. Well, of like where everything is white, you know, like linen, cushions, yeah. all of that. But yeah. no. So, you know, you could branch out into that. That's an idea if you get sick of the there you go, yeah. yeah. I always I always worry that if ever I like branch out to do some kind of line of whatever, it has to be white. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn it. You well, there are plenty of shades of white. So, yeah, you know, exactly. you well, paint a house and you will find yeah. that out the hard way. Absolutely. <laughs> so um, before we put a microphone in front of Olivia, I actually said to her, so what, you know, what's your story? How did you, you know, how did you end up becoming this Instagram? Oh, it's mostly Instagram, isn't it? That you, and your blog now, following. Yeah, definitely. Because yep. I actually find this quite interesting. Like I don't have a marketing background and stuff, but this idea that we have these Influence, influenzas, I was going to say, like Tully. Tully. Yes, we kind of are a bit of a Some people think we're a disease. <laughs> you know, but this this idea, if you'd said 15 years ago when you were at school, if you'd said to someone, I want to be an influencer, they would have been like, YouTuber. okay, I'm just going to write that down and put it in the box labelled bin because what was that? Yeah. But all of a sudden it's a thing and, and you're one of them. Like how, <laughs> how did it? Oh, yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's weird. It's weird to me. Like, um, I think when people use that word, some people are a bit funny about it. I'm just sort of like, oh, well, whatever, whatever people want to take from it. Um, for me, it was always just about, it was a combination of things I loved. I love taking photos. I always have. I've always had an interest in photography and therefore of all the social media platforms, Instagram was my one. Mm. Um, and I've always enjoyed writing. Um, I had a background. I um, actually run a blog for uh, Racing Victoria before I had kids. So I'd sort of got my foot in that door and... Um, Definitely the blog was sort of my main priority and still to this day, like I still put weekly content up there and um, it goes really well. But Instagram's definitely become the thing because it's, as the name suggests, instant gram, like people feel like they have an instant. Yeah. And it's easier. Uh, it's yeah. much easier than having to create blog content. Oh yeah, oh my gosh, I spend so much on blog. I'm like, why mm. do I even do this? But And who's even looking anymore? I know, I know. And um, But I just, you know, I just love it, that whole um you know, collaboration of, you know, your writing and your, your photos and your stories and all that kind of stuff just coming together. Like, you know, I love being creative. It's an outlet for me. That's how I began, you know, for years and years, it was not a business. I didn't make money from it. Um, and, you know, over time as well, people, there's just, everyone has access to you. Like, well, it's crazy. It's a wonderful sense of community, I think is the thing. And especially if you do find yourself you know, uh, at home with small children, it can mm. be very isolating. And so Absolutely. to be able to have a sense of community beyond the four walls that are your home yeah. is priceless for many, 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 many women and their mental health. So Absolutely. that's the upside of it. I guess comparing yourself to the other people you find on there, that could be the, <laughs> other, the flip side of the mental health conversation. But, you know. Absolutely. And I think also there are definitely people out there that do unfortunately set out to just make your life t difficult as an <laughs> as an influencer or a person that's got a profile that it it sort of lends itself to be able to to do oh, I had some <laughs> great statistics about trolls and stuff the other day trolls are hilarious mm, and one of them was it was like 30% or something don't quote me on the stats but it was quite a big number of people won't even engage with the content like they don't read it <laughs> they just look at the headline and then they go meh, 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 meh. oh yeah 
Keyboard warrior. Yeah, I mean, people like to call us influencers, but I think that being a troll is a profession as well. Like, mm. yeah, there, there are there are people out there that that is their sole purpose, that is their what sole a goal. Nasty and way to live. Have you have you ever had anyone really upset you that much? Um, I mean, there are sort of like deep dark places on the internet that if you wanted to go and seek it out, that you probably could. And um, you know, there's always someone will get. It depends on the day. Yeah, like really, it depends I on guess. the day and what you've got going on. But one thing that I'm starting to learn and I say starting to learn because I'm not there yet, is that it's it's not a reflection of you, it's a reflection of them. And I think to myself, okay, at what point am I going to feel like I need to go and say nasty things to people anonymously on the internet to make myself feel better? You're not. And I've never been in that place. Like, So I'm, I, I have to think that you must be in a pretty mm. bad place to sort of feel like you need to do that because every kind of emotion is is like a ripple effect. You know, I find that, um, you know, if I'm even just something as simple as smiling at someone or I live in the country, so like we all wave at each other when you drive past. You don't know each other, but you just wave. You, just, mm. you know, you give a bit of a wave. Um, and even tiny things like that kind of give you that little bit of a, oh, and it's a ripple effect, then you go on to be kind. But it's the same with being negative and it's the same with trolling and oh, saying yeah. nasty things. So I try to be really mindful of not so much taking on board what they're saying, but me not letting the ripple go beyond me. Mm. So, you know, I might have someone say, I actually literally had it happen to me yesterday where um, we had like a local community event. I organised a movie night for people and all this stuff. There was gift bags, all this kind of stuff. And then someone had to say something really horrible and negative to me. Like that was completely false and untrue, just making assumptions and I was like, you know what? I could get really, really upset about this and I could go home and be moody and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, you know what? I'm like, that person, there must be something going on. Like there must yep. be something that's driving them to try and create conflict and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, all right, you know what? I'm like, I'm just going to leave it. Good I love that you think gonna... about it that way though because a lot of people wouldn't um, and it's hard to not be triggered. I think also too, there are hard. certain people that do get into a pattern where they don't know how to not be in conflict with other people. Absolutely. So they go yeah. looking for it, whether it's I, in their local community or work or wherever. I guess certain topics as well trigger people. Like mm, I can yeah. see the times that there have been nasty comments. It's because I've said something that's triggered somebody, whether mm. it's about body image or... Mm. Um, yeah, you're good at triggering people. <laughs> Professional trigger is over. Right. Professional trigger. Right. But I but then I it opens up a conversation and I'm always really happy to have that conversation publicly. And I think that that's kind but of that's the difference that you are prepared to Yeah. Cause the thing that I believe is that, you know, we don't all have to agree and you can have a discussion, but you've also got to recognise where perhaps it's best for you not to, because there would be things between any of us where mm. you like, neither of us are gonna change our opinion. We're not, you know, we're not here to argue on it because that's just one part of you. That's one part. It doesn't mean that you can't not be friends with that person. Mm. It doesn't mean that, you know, that person's a bad person because they think differently to you. And that's one thing the internet has definitely taught me. Mm. And I'm still getting there because there's times where someone someone says something and I'm just like, right, that's it. Like, yeah. where do they you live? Gotta, you got to, like, rein yourself back in yeah. and, you know, not take things so personally um, even though people like to get really personal. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. too, um, we've talked about this a couple of times and I don't know when it happened, but in the last couple of months, I had this moment where I went, you know what, that person said that thing and it hurt me, but it's just their opinion. And if I just go back to the fact that they've just given me their opinion, they think it's fact, but I know their opinion isn't the same as mine, mm. I can just say that to myself and go, 
it doesn't matter. What they think actually doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't frame who I am. It doesn't change the way I feel about myself. It's just their opinion. And I think if you can put that framework onto things, it does make things a lot clearer for you every time you come across that. Absolutely. And I think another thing that's really, one thing I've definitely learned um, in the last couple of years is that talking about, you know, topics being triggering and stuff like that. And one thing I've found is that sometimes I used to be really black and white, like with people, especially I'd be like, all right, Mm. well, you know, we're not friends or we are friends or this, that and the other. But now it's like that realisation that like sometimes good people can just not get along for whatever reason it is, you know, like you, depending on like what's happened in your life or where you're at in your life, sometimes you and another person can be not good for each other at that time. Doesn't mean that either of you are bad people, but sometimes you do need to remove yourself or remove them or whatever it might be. And especially, you know, now I'm sure that you've come across this when you're on social media, you know, you're effectively like a sole trader. Like it is your job, it's your role, but you want to connect with people in that space. You want to have work wives. You want to, you know, make friends and connect. But sometimes it doesn't. You do because otherwise it can, that can be isolating in itself because, mm. yes, you have however many followers and you have this community, but that that lives online. That doesn't live in your real life. And there is a huge difference between like real world connection and online connection. Like that's the one thing that they can never sort of take, like take away from each other. And that's one thing that I've definitely learned is that, you know, there is a lot of ego in social media. Not saying people are good or bad, but sometimes Mm. it's just like you can be good and bad for other people and they can be for you. Hmm. So. Absolutely. I think it, it's, it is. It's an interesting It's an interesting time. It's never been before. Know, and there's no textbook. Like we are at the forefront. Like yeah. we're writing it as we go. Yeah, totally. Absolutely. So to change gears a little bit, I, what I love about, I guess, what you are putting out there in terms of content is, like I said before, how to make life easier, mm. especially as a family. Yes. And I think that that's a tricky space again because, you know, <laughs> we are living in a time where, you, you know, for example, you've just travelled with your children. Once mm-hmm. upon a time, I didn't travel with my parents. We used to travel. We used to get in a car and drive somewhere. Yeah, yeah right? I think we yeah. all did. <laughs> we never flew. Any, I, the first time we went on a family holiday and got an aeroplane, I was 16. So... And I grew up in the country, so granted, the and there was an airport there was tiny. Point being is that, you know, you've got some pretty cool hacks or um, you've based it on your experience. But yep. how did you work out that you were good at doing this, <laughs> that you could then give this advice to other people? And I guess was there a catalyst for that? Um, definitely the catalyst is I, my mum, um, hands down, all comes from my mum. My mum was a single mum. It was me and her from, from day one. Um, my mum was the same age as me when I had kids. Uh, and it's so funny that when I got to the point of having kids, I was like, oh, I like imagined that people had babies were like adults <laughs> and knew everything. Grown ups. How old were you? Uh, 25 or 24, sorry. Mm-hmm. I was 24, mum was 25. And, um, look, growing up, you know, my mum was a very thrifty, very savvy woman, um, Um, I spent my entire life not knowing that we were like dirt poor, like we had no money because I lived a life so rich of experience. And so I think the one thing that I took from that is that you don't need money to live your life and to have a good life and to have a rich life. So um, I guess for me, you know, I I grew up, mum was always like, you're either learning or earning. So as soon as I could get a job, you know, I did. I worked multiple jobs. Mum was always happy to support me as as long as I was doing either of those things. But, you know, I look back and I think of, you know, what was it back in the day? Furbies. Remember Furbies, those toys? And like everyone had a Furby. And then mum got me a Furby once. But like I had no idea it was from an op shop. 
But you yeah. know what I mean? Like, because, you know, mum just sort of didn't, you know, mention that part. But, like, I had a Furby. So Do I didn't know, give a shit. My yeah. children for a long time thought that the op shop was a toy shop. Yeah. <laughs> because I, when they were little, before they went to school, I'd say, come on, let's go. We're going to go to the op shop. And they there was, a, like, a couple of op shops in particular that had really good toy sections. And they were just like, are we going to the toy one? <laughs> and say, yeah, can we get a toy? And we're like, yep. Yeah. So, you know, 50 cents later. Yeah. There you go. And that's I'm mum of the year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can all we all know here how quick kids get over things. Oh, or yeah. how quick things cycle through the house. Like we have a toy box at home, it fits in there. If it doesn't fit in there, we have a clear out. Um and I guess, yeah, just from all of those things, like my mum took me to Disneyland when I was five. And, you know, now I know that, you know, my mum worked her butt off you know, for well and truly over a year to take us there. And then it was a dream of mine that when Annabelle was five that I wanted to take her to Disneyland. And so I did. I took her last year. But, I mean, the the way that I sort of like wangled that, it was like, you know, points and savings and all this kind of stuff, you know, and we're, you know, a two-income family and stuff like that. So the appreciation that I sort of have for my mum and the things that she did and the lessons that she taught me about what true value is, I guess sort of really are the catalyst. For I really love that. You're either earning or learning. Yeah. It's, and if it's I was doing true. neither, mum wasn't supporting yeah, me. Yeah, right. I know. But I think it's really, it's it's just interesting because we live it all in a world where we, you know, people would be looking at your life going, well, you've got everything. You're going to Disneyland. You, what do you know about not having? But they don't see what I'm not doing. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's, That's what I'm saying. Instagram though. account. <laughs> um, we probably should take a quick break, but we will be back after this. We're having fun chats with Olivia White here, all about at the moment how to be savvy. Mm-hmm. I think that idea of being frugal and it coming from your parents is so important. My my mum and dad were the same, and yep. my mum, like even to this day, has a budget that she just sticks right to. And I'm actually awful with budgets. Same. Terrible. I used to be okay and then somewhere along the line it went wobbly and these days, yeah, not so much. But it's amazing how if you actually look at what you're spending and where you're spending it, Mm. how you can take control of what's going on in your life. And it sounds like that's something that you adhere to and and is that what your followers kind of take from you? Uh, I definitely think so. I think for me, like a lot of people say to me, like, "Oh, my parents were really good at it, but I'm I'm no good at it." I think it is a generational thing mm. because in you know the decades that have come since then, there are so many more things we think we have to buy. There are so many more things that you know you think of, even if you just list down your insurances that you're paying or whatever it might be. Yes. There's so many more things. I feel like it's just become so overcomplicated, and I think that that has made people afraid to even look at what they're spending because it can sometimes be really depressing. (laughs) Well, there are a lot of things, like you say, if you actually sit down and go, okay, what subscriptions have I got? Exactly. You know, what am I paying $40 a year for that I'm not using? And they're the kind of things that I, you know, really like to talk about with people and really sort of like try and switch on because I also think that as technology has advanced, while it is a great thing, it has made us so accessible, it has made our money more accessible. Yes. It's so much easier to spend your money now. It's just literally a tap. It's a click. Mm. You know, you can save things to your computer. You don't have to remember things. You don't have to get up to get your card. And so it's recognising that, you know, we live, you know, in a capitalist society that is geared towards making you spend your Mm. money. And while people, yeah, see me like going travelling and stuff, that's because it's a huge priority for me. 
and that's not necessarily going to be a huge priority for other people. But what they don't see is the things that I don't spend my money on, which they may be spending heaps on. Yeah. So uh, it's just sort of like identifying what is important to you and then sitting down and really going through and being like, okay, where is our money going? How is our money working for us? You know, is it doing what we want it to do? And just going from there. I still hate getting up to get the card. Yeah, it's, <laughs> oh, it's literally sitting there, and you're like, if a website doesn't oh. take PayPal, you're like, that's it. Yeah, I'm no, done. I'm done. That I'm is gone. actually true. I'm like, why can't you just take PayPal? It's yeah. so true. See, but then you go, you just saved yourself some money. Maybe I really needed it though. And maybe I was just you did lazy. Maybe you did. Maybe it. it was school uniforms. Oh, okay. Well, maybe you did. I don't know. Can you send them to school naked? Is that that's is why that, you go on the Facebook? You go on the, the school Facebook group and you put in there and you get someone's secondhand uniform. I know. That's what I've I do. never done that with my children. I have to say, but I have been given stuff. But I have children that don't grow. No. So I've always been able to buy, justify buying something for like six years. That's right. You'll, you can wear this dress for four years and you'll be fine. Um, there isn't, and it's, it's actually funny when your children don't grow quickly. Mine never have. They're not tall. They're small. Mm. I have no issue buying clothes because I know it'll fit them for a couple of years. Whereas I watch <laughs> friends of mine, they're like, I bought those shoes three weeks ago and they already don't fit. And I'm That's like, me. I don't know this. I don't know this. <laughs> I think you need to feed your children more. <laughs> no, I actually Googled how to make my children taller last yeah, night. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Did you yeah. get anywhere? There's, there's actually, Apart from a rack? Well, I don't think peptides are illegal for children or anyone for that matter. So um, that's <laughs> maybe that's, not in Australia. You can maybe order it from somewhere else. That's true. Oh um, that's off the cat. No, I'm absolutely I get joking. For my kids from America. Yes, you are I, I buy too stuff all the time. Funny, but oh no. My. So yes, there are. Yeah, I did. Right. I don't know. I need to research a bit more. But why the, do they not grow? I mean, I know that I'm not exactly a giant. So anyway, that might, that might be it. That <laughs> might have something to do with it. But so, can you give us one or two? Then specific hacks, like I guess if you were to say best budget saving tips or whatever for a family. Yeah. One, you said subscriptions or those sorts of things. Do you know, things. and even, even doing something like, I know you asked Olivia for her hacks, <laughs> but I sat down a couple of months ago and I, was, I said, right, I'm going to have a look at our gas, our electricity, our phone. I changed my mobile phone over to a $30 a month thing from a $70 a month yeah, thing. Yeah, that's big. And it's exactly the same service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I say $40 a month straight up. Same with gas and electricity. Well, well definitely no. automating your money is one of them, I find, because it's a, it's not just a t- like your time is money. you got to save your time. Mm. And like you said about um, paying a certain amount, so I don't have direct debits for anything. I have control of all of my debits. Yeah, that's so good. They've always got to come from your account. You never want them being taken by somebody else because, like you said, that's when yep. you miss things. Um, I also have what I call like an admin day every month where it's not like a set day, but it's Mm -hmm. just a day where I put everything aside and I go through everything. And that might be even looking at our home loan or looking at our utilities or um, just checking what subscription my child subscribed us to, anything like that, because little (laughs) bits add up. There's always, you know, something. And one thing that I find is really good is making everything digital. So you do it once and you never have to do it again. And you sit down and you log into everything from your banking to your utilities, um, you know, to your Apple and you make sure that you have, you know, you have access to everything. So at any given time, when you're going to sit down and do a budget, you easily have access to that. Cause that's one thing that deters people. They sit down and they go, all right, I'm going to do a budget. And they go, I don't have that. I don't have that. I don't have that. Mm. Make it all accessible to yourself. Take the time to do it once, get yourself a password manager on your phone so that it's just auto filling. Um, and you've got, 
you know, 50 character long passwords that can never get hacked because um, that's another thing that deters people is the interwebs and hackers and stuff, but it is safer than, you know, traditional forms. Do you know, of- I did hear someone say the other day that you should actually write down your passwords on a piece of paper because it all happens online, right? Yeah. So no one's going to break into your house and find that magical piece of paper and then yep. sit down and log into all of your stuff. No. And I went, oh, yeah, that's actually quite... Logical. <laughs> and with, the, you know, with phones these days and two-factor and, of course, you know, most phones now have facial recognition and stuff like that. It is, you know, as long as you have it set up properly, it should all Pretty be working difficult. for Yeah. Yes. But um, you know, that's definitely one of the things is just making sure that you're across it because if you are unaware of how much money you're spending or you're unaware of how much money you've got or what certain things cost you, well, then you're already behind. Like, I think that's a big thing for women and mm. that's one thing that I've really found since I started sharing a lot of this stuff is that it isn't actually about the tiny hacks and, you know, different, like, yes, obviously it is, but it's more just about trying to encourage women to not be afraid of money, to take control of their finances. And just because you may not be the one earning the physical dollar in the family should not devalue your work and your worth. And, you know, I look at what happened to my mum and that's probably where a lot of it stems from. And she got left with, you know, a baby and a bunch of debt and, you know, she just made it work. And that's where I guess I probably got my confidence and savviness when it came to money. You know, I'm not afraid of money. I'm not afraid about talking about money. You should never be afraid to talk about money, whether it be with your partner, whether it be with your boss, whoever in your life. Um, and yet really just have confidence around that and have have a plan and have contingencies. I'm not saying like... No, I would say that is the biggest thing. Just yeah. try to save some money. You know, yeah. even if it's 10%, put it in a different account that you can't access. Yeah. So that when you need new tyres or when the cat gets sick. Yeah, and that's it. And I think that, you know, you hear, you think to yourself, oh, it's not going to happen to me or like, oh, we're fine or, you know, this, that, the other. And, you know, women go out of the workforce for so long and don't consider, you know, their superannuation or, you know, where their super is, if it's working for them, you know, what their plan is, all this kind of stuff. And I mean, I'm not like, you know, a full on future planner. Do you know what I mean? But I just, yeah, I just like to know where my money is. I like to know what it's doing. You know, I, I know what I earn. I know what my husband earns. I mean, yes, you know, mm. it's our money and stuff like that. And how everybody does it is different. Like so people say to me all the time, like, oh, so should we have a joint account or should we have separate? And I'm like, I can't give you that kind mm-hmm. of, I'm like, only you know whatever what you're you comfortable do. with. Yeah, whatever you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. As long as you have access. Access is the key mm-hmm. thing. Yes. So, and control. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because, you know, money can be a huge thing in people's lives, in people's relationships. Um, And I think it's like anything you need to have open and honest conversations. Mm. And that's the core of what I do and what I want to help my audience. Mm. I think too, just having an idea of what you're spending is good. You know, like not just going, we are, whatever. Like you go to the grocery store, am I American all of a sudden? (laughs) Go to the supermarket. And um, going back to the budget idea, you might have a strict budget or you might just go, okay, I know I generally spend $200. Yeah. It gets easier. So if if I'm spending $250, what what happened? What was those $50? What did I buy this week that pushed it over? Okay, maybe I bought olive oil or maybe I bought, you know, expensive meat this week. But next week I won't be buying olive oil. So it'll bring it back down. So just being conscious about what you're doing rather than just freewheeling through life and just, well, whatever, spend, spend, spend. 
that gives you that bit of control too. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, it does. It gets easier. You know, you start to get an idea. Um, one, you know, tiny hack for me is that I usually shop online and I shop online for my groceries because you can see it. Yeah. So if you get to a total and you're like, that's not right, you can actually physically go back and check. When you're at the supermarket, you don't know till you're at the checkout and you're mm. like, what have I done? Mm. Plus you impulse buy, plus supermarkets are designed, you know, they put actually everything you need at the back, like, you know, you could pretty much do your entire shop with not really buying anything from the aisles, but you do because you walk through them. You know, I think it's just little things like that that you work out that sort of like work for you, that give you more control over your spend and your money and stuff like that. Um, and then making your money work for you better. I mean, I know Nat, you travel a lot. Um, and, you know, I have frequent flyer points and I'm always finding ways that I can accrue them and finding ways to make the $1 that you're spending worth more than a dollar. Mm. And it could be through anything. It could be through shop back programs that, you know, there's so many different ways out there that you can, I guess, make your money go a little bit further. Mm-hmm. Yes. Some frugal. Absolutely. Ways. I think the way you think about your money is interesting too. Like um, uh, I was in the States just a couple of weeks ago and I was in LA and I knew for three of the days I was there, I was going to be quite close to where I had to be so I could walk. Yep. But for the other day, I was like, today it's going to cost me a bomb in Uber and whatever to get around. Uber is cheaper in, over there. It though. is. Yeah. But then with the exchange rate and stuff. Yeah, it's not. Not it's so much. It's definitely not. So oh, I think I ended really up spending oh, about $130 or something just on getting around like two or three times. Mm-hmm. It was not much. Okay. But I'd accepted that. I was like, okay, I've planned for this and I know that this day is going to cost me a bomb, so that's okay. It wasn't like a shock where I was like, <gasps> okay. Because that emotional connection that we have with money yes. is massive. Mm-hmm. You know, like you know that feeling when you get a bill, like your $2,000 electricity, electricity bill and mm-hmm. your blood runs cold. Mm-hmm. Like you just go, <gasps> and you think of all the things you're about to forego because of the bill. Mm, that's <laughs> right. So taking some control gives you that emotional aspect kind of in your hands as well, I think. Yeah, Mm. absolutely. And I think when people accept that money doesn't buy happiness, money just gives you options, Mm. um, there's a difference. And, you know, it's not tying such an emotion to money and the things that it can bring you and that it can give you because you have so much more. Um, But it does. Money does give you options. That is Mm. the truth. Mm. Um, But also not being attached to physical things. You know, like I've had friends before that have been so traumatised, you know, because a certain handbag was stolen or this, that, the mm. other. It is traumatising. I completely understand that. But worse things can happen, you know. Like I think we just need to have less of a physical attach- attachment to things. Not saying that having those things is bad. Like there's definitely things, you know, like in my life where I'm just like, oh, I just want that. You know, we're a very tech-savvy family. So, I, you know, when the next latest and greatest comes out, we like to get it and stuff. Oh, but you're that person. We're, that, oh. we're those people. Our house is the smartest house ever. <laughs> like we can turn... Terrible in a blackout. Like right now I could actually turn my lights on and off at my house. I can broadcast to my house. Like I can see, wow. yeah. We have all that. My husband is a massive nerd. See, I'm the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go on. But that's just our thing, do you yeah, know what I mean? But at the good. same time, like, you know, if I didn't have those things, my life would still be as good. It's you could put that... a key in the door, turn it, and you'd still be home. Well, we don't even have that because we have a smart door. <laughs> if my phone's near the door, it opens. That's so, so good. Wow. That's it's awesome. great. It's good. I, it's, awesome. But, you know, everyone's got their thing. And I think you do. I think you have to have it because it can't all just be about, like, there's a difference between being cheap and being frugal. 
Because mm. being cheap is not for me. I can't stand cheap people. I can't stand when you go to pay for something and they're going down to like the last cent at a cafe and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'll just pay for it. Oh, um, yeah, it's, totally. it's just too much. So there's a big difference. Well, we don't have any reviews today, which is a little bit upsetting because we like them. So no pressure, but leave some. <laughs> and share us with your friends. Yes, absolutely. Yes. And, and come hang out with us right on... Uh, come yes. and hang out with us at Collective The Wellness <laughs> on Instagram. Yes. You'll see us. You'll yeah. see our smiley faces. I'll be there. And um, you do put up some great stuff up there. So, And you'll be able to see some behind the scenes here with Olivia and um, some other of our guests recently as well. But until next time, we hope that this episode has left you feeling happier, healthier and better. 